The following podcast contains adult language, adult content, and a discussion of enslavement. It's in the book. It's in the book. Hello, and welcome to It's in the Book, a queer Bible podcast. I'm your host, Jay Sylvan. My pronouns are they, them, there. And I am a religious professional and Bible nerd. I'm David Waters. My pronouns are he, him, his. I am also a religious professional and a bit of a Bible nerd. Hi, I'm Sue Buzzard. My pronouns are she, her, hers. And I am not a religious professional or Bible nerd, but I am Jay's wife and I love hearing good stories. Yeah, so we are going to tell a story from the Bible today. Woo! Previously in the Bible. So... We had about 11 chapters of prehistory. It started with God creating the world in six days, ripping apart things from themselves out of the watery chaos to create all of these false binaries. And then uh, there were the humans, Adam and Eve, who lived in the Garden of Eden. And when they found the tree of good and bad. They couldn't handle the binary, so they were cursed with gender roles. And then there was Noah, and he was God's fave. He walked with God, and the flood came and killed everything because people were rock, rock, whole home. They were always evil all the time, but not Noah and his family and his stuff. So now the whole world is related to Noah, mm -hmm. basically. Uh, and we just saw the Tower of Babel where a bunch of tech bros made some <laughs> some really tech. fancy bricks. They, they built a tower up to the heavens, but then God was not happy about their, their potential, I guess. And mm -hmm. he scattered them all over the earth. And now everybody has a different language. Right. So here we are. Also, Cain and Abel were in there somewhere. Oh, right. Thanks. Thanks, Sue. Yeah. Yeah. Cain and Abel, <laughs> they were there. Uh, Cain and they killed made, his like, brother. People and then like out of those people, like came Noah, blah, 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 something. Oh, wow. You, you're you bringing the begats back in. I'm surprised. I thought you hated those. Yeah. I mean, I don't remember much, but I do remember that part. Yes. So people did begat themselves. But that brings us to where we are now. The periarchs. Mm. Ooh, yes right, woo, right i think so the, the peri <laughs> the periarch so we are now past the prehistory phase which i think is very exciting we are into people who sort of define the the people of the book the the israelites uh and so usually i hear them talked about as patriarchs and matriarchs patriarchs are usually abraham his son isaac and isaac's son jacob you know then people started talking about uh people talk about the matriarchs as well um you know sarah and rebecca and uh, leah and rachel john levinson i think actually wrote I I think it was John Levinson, but he he said something about the matriarchs and the patriarchs and how, you know, it's called the patriarchs, but really the women are the ones who are kind of controlling everything that go goes mm. on. And we will see a little mm -hmm. of that. I think that that is a skewed perspective because I think they they have control that's relative, right? Like they're often mm -hmm. operating behind the scenes, which we often see with like women in patriarchal mm -hmm. societies. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I'm getting way ahead of ourselves. But I've started using the term periarchs because simply because it's more inclusive in some ways. It can't, comes from the same root word as parent, so it's non-gendered. Uh, and we will see that there is a history of interpreting, especially uh, Abraham and Sarah, as potentially uh, 
not just plain old man and woman, but (laughs) yeah, (laughs) so we'll see. So let's, before we get into this episode, which is about Abraham and Sarah, Sue, what do you know about Abraham and Sarah? Nothing. I know that they were people in the Bible, uh, that they are husband and wife, I think. (laughs) Wait a minute. Is Abraham the guy who sacrifices, who's like plans to sacrifice his son to God? Oh, there you go. That's 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 why. When yeah. I just yes. think of Abraham, that's okay. That's, but that's all. Is I that's know. all you know about him. That's all Great. I really know. No, that's that's perfect. Um, and that actually, a lot of stuff happens to Abraham before we get to him. What about Sarah? A lot about Sarah, or just like, oh, Abraham. Also, Sarah's here too. No, no, no. There's a lot. There's a lot that happens to Sarah as Great. well, and that Sarah does. Cool. Uh, but a lot. But but you didn't know anything about Sarah. Not really. Okay. I mean, not compared to Abraham, like, you know, which that, you know, one thing about that story. <laughs> it's like, hey, have okay. you heard the Abraham story? Oh, yeah, I know that's that one. kind of like, a huge story. It's, it's a like, big deal. What are you thinking, Abraham? Right. So uh, let's get into it. So we're actually not going to get to that part today because we're having to to break this story up into into parts. Ooh, we're building suspense. Sort of. Mm. Well, except you know what's going to happen because <laughs> because you just said, and also everybody knows that story. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you here, might people. not have heard these stories before, the very beginning. So I'm going to get just into it and retell the story. David, please feel free to interject but there's some there's some wild stuff in here. Yeah, there is definitely wild stuff in here. So when we first meet them, their names aren't actually Abraham and Sarah. They're Abram and Sarai. I've just been calling them Abraham and Sarah because those are the names most people know. Uh, I think it's mm-hmm. fine to call them Abram and Sarai. It's never like, oh, that's a dead name and you can't use it or whatever. Although they do kind of get their new names when they uh, shift genders uh, according to some interpretations but what? uh well just wait sorry that's like that's not even in this episode at quizzical end. face but so i'm gonna call them for this episode abram and sarai uh, all we know about abram is that he is from a place called ur and uh and also that he is of the line of shem cool mm. so so shem was one of noah's sons right when we when we had the the bagats uh, at the end of the last uh, chapter. So he's Noah's shout grandkid. Shout out to the begats. Yes, yeah, shout out to the... Well, everybody's Noah's grandkid, right? Because all the other people died. But <laughs> but he is Noah's grandkid. That's no, right. no comment. Great. Yeah. So we know that Abram is from a place called Ur. And Sarai is his wife. So it says Sarai is infertile and has no child to her. So mm-hmm. here, I'm just real quick. In the Talmud, there's a, there's a long discussion. So the Talmud is kind of like Reddit. Um, where like <laughs> rabbis go and they like answer each Bible other about like, yeah they sort of write interpretations and then like quote the other rabbis and then you know and it's over generations it's really cool it's like proto reddit like tagging this rabbi yeah basically in, in response exactly yeah they like tag response them response to at I, I yeah exactly know. like at rabbi yitzhak or whatever like yeah. exactly so um <laughs> seriously there's this long discussion about how sarah is a uh they call it a tum-tum or an aloynet and those are Talmudic names for sexes other than what we would call male or female. Mm. Um, and in fact, the Talmud has m- multiple different 
sexes or genders, and I'm not sure if it's appropriate to call them sex or gender, but it usually has to do with uh, anatomy. So mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to call it sex for right now. Fascinating. Uh, yeah. Uh, this Talmud argues that both Sarai and Abram are tum-tum uh, when the story begins. Um, it, it's kind of, I mean, I, in a modern way, I think I and other folks would have problems with this because it's very much tied to the notion because of like that, that whether they can have children or not. Mm -hmm. Right. But anyway, so God starts the story off right away, talking to Abram in this. And he says, go from the land of your birth to a land that I'm going to show you. So just like the, the, the guys in the tower of Babel, he is starting mm -hmm. off on the move. <laughs> yeah. um, the translation I have here, the, the altar translation is, and the Lord said to Abram, go forth from your land and your birthplace and your father's house to the land I will show you, right? Yeah. And so kind of I highlighting that that's kind of, yeah, right? Like there's this sort of increasing specificity almost mm -hmm. like from your land and then, okay, and the land where you were born, right? And your father's house, right? So it's like, yeah. go from all of that, like that increasing level of like from land to like birthplace within the land to like that very house. So this increasing level of familiarity, right? Like this yeah, is the place like you're most intimacy. comfortable. Yeah, right. And then go, and I'll show you like, where am I going, God? Um, you don't worry about that. I'll show you, you know, this, this uprooting from the most familiar to like, you know, nothing about where you're going and you just have to trust into the know? unknown. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, Sorry, you like looked at me really intensely. Well, I was, I like was because I was, well, or... I was going to decide if I was going to reference frozen two, but I really hated frozen two. So I didn't, I um, I sorry. Just kept my mouth. Yeah, no, shut. you should have just, sorry. Sh yeah, I would have said it if I wanted to. I love you. I was, um, yeah, okay. I almost sang it. Okay. Honestly. No, we got to keep okay. going. Um, so I love you all. And Thank I want to spend less than eight hours editing this. Great. <laughs> so then God goes into a poem for Abram. And he says, uh, I will make you a, a great nation and bless you and make your name great. So it's sort of like in the Tower of Babel where they wanted to make themselves their own name. They wanted to make a name for themselves. Mm. Now God is saying, I'm going to make your name great. So it's kind of flipped that and made it into this good thing that comes from God rather than this thing that these people are going to try to do for themselves. Uh, and he says, I'll bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you and all families of earth will be blessed by you. So it kind of acknowledges and references the fracture and spread out nature of humanity at this point, right? And maybe sort of alludes to a time when people are more connected. And it says that Abram is 75 years old uh, and he goes with his wife, Sarai, and also his nephew, Lot. So this is like, Lot is like, and also Lot's there. <laughs> like, <laughs> like Pinky and the Brain and it, Larry. It literally is like Pinky and the Brain and Larry. Larry's here like, too. David, do you know this at all? Pinky and the Brain? I know this Pinky and the Brain, but I guess it's appropriate that like, I'm less familiar with Larry. I'm like, Larry. Yeah, no, it was, <laughs> it was like joke. this joke. Sorry, honey, do you want to talk about it really quick? Yeah, real quick. No, it was a joke they made for one episode because it was in response to like some producer, like something going on at the time in TV where they were like, uh, we need to add a new character to spice things up. And, you know, all the other writers who had made these show Bibles were like, why? 
no, that's so stupid. You don't just like take a random person and throw them in to like spice things up. It's so stupid. You want them the same chemistry. So to make a joke, they did the intro of Pinky and the Brain and just threw in this extra random mouse named Larry. And wow. so it was like, it's Pinky and the Brain and, and Larry. Larry. Pinky and the Brain and Larry. And Larry. Well, yeah. It's a genius. The others in St. Larry's, Larry's here too. Yeah. Like, so like, but Lot is like, it. yeah, Lot is like Larry in this story. Like, yeah. it's like, why are Lot you here? What are you character. doing? Yeah. I don't know if you could hear my dog, but if you did, that was my dog. He is very unhappy that we are talking mm -hmm. not to him. He's a very good boy. So uh, Larry's there too, Lot's there too. Um, and also Abraham's or Abram's wealth and his people who are uh, servants or enslaved people. I'm never quite sure what to call them as far as in the Bible, like, uh. So it's an, it, a lot of the commentary that I've been reading is about what do we talk about when we talk about slaves in the Bible? And what we are not talking about is the chattel slavery that we are familiar with in the United States. Right. right. Because slaves in the Bible are, or enslaved people in the Bible, they are a class of people. They do have less rights, but they also have agency that the people who suffered under chattel slavery in the U.S. didn't have. And that's important to know when you are trying to make meaning from these stories that feature uh, enslaved peoples who are not you know, of the same kind of enslaved peoples that we're used to dealing with. So it is, right. I think it is important to mark that, you know. Uh, so I don't know what to call them. I don't know if I should call them servants or enslaved people or slaves or what. The, the word is eved, which means like, it, I, I think servant is a better translation because it's mm -hmm. like a noun version of the word to serve. And like, it's also the same right. word that people use to, to to talk about their service to God, like I serve this God, you know. Um, so so I'll call yeah. them servants for right now. Yeah, I think servants. I think servants. Okay. Works. Yeah. Great. It's and either I think either way, it's it's good and salutary to mark this, you know, difficulty, right? Because yeah. the, I think part of what we're doing here is wrestling with th these stories and trying to make meaning from them. And this is a, right, like this is part of that. Like, yeah. how do we deal with this uncomfortable aspect of the Bible? So. Absolutely. So they they all go um, to Canaan. Abram and all of his, his household, uh, including all these people and also Lot. And Lot is his nephew, in case I haven't said that already. Mm -hmm. And it says that when they get to Canaan, the Canaanites were still in the land. So the Bible tells us that the Canaanites were, were there at this time. And it also, it just really wants us to know that Abram and Sarai are not native Canaanites. They are immigrants. They are not from Canaan. So there's that. And so when Abram gets to Canaan, the Lord appears to Abram and is like, okay, I give this land to your offspring. So Abram builds an altar where the Lord appears to him and makes a sacrifice and it's great. But then Abram goes and makes another sacrifice further on. And then he moves even farther down toward the Negev region, which is a region of um, Israel in the south. So uh, so Abram yeah. is there in Canaan. Cool. And God says he's going to give that land to his offspring. But what 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 what's the problem there? People are already there. 
Well, right. I know. But like, yeah. <laughs> yes. But and also what what's the issue with giving the land to his offspring? Does he have any? No, I, I don't know. And his and <laughs> and also his wife is is infertile is and he's probably oh! infertile. Too. Right. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. You got to pay attention. Hey, pay attention. Hey, no, yeah. don't make this feel like school. OK, please. Well, all right. I mean, or like a test. You're going to have to recap it at the end. <laughs> OK, fine. OK. Cool. So yes, so, there are uh, people well, there already. Well, I'm really confused about that because if God is like, yeah, totally going to give it to your offspring. I'm like, is that just God like knowingly being a dick? Because wouldn't he know that they don't, you know, have the, <laughs> is he's like, yeah, and it's all going to go to your children that I know you can't make sucker. Like, mm. no, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just a little, con I think yeah. that's why I was so confused. I'm like, yep, sure. God must know what he's talking about. I'm on board. Wait, what? So okay. that's a good question to ask at this point. Is God being a dick? Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, I mean, God's been known to be a bit dickish. It's true. I mean, we've already seen him know. be a dick. Yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, it's kind of true. Yeah. So next, there's a famine in the land. Sucks. Yeah, it does suck. Mm. So Abram goes down to Egypt because there's a famine in Canaan. And uh, Egypt was doing really well at this period in, in history. Mm -hmm. um, like early Silicon Valley, like we know we're onto something, everybody else needs to get on board. I think it's like much later than that. I think I think it's been around. Okay. Um, Egypt has all the stuff, all the tech, all, you know, like Abram is like a yokel in a tent basically mm -hmm. and Egypt knows what's up. Mm. So they're like, let's go to the land of opportunity <laughs> to Egypt. Yeah, so they get there, they get to Egypt. And Abram looks at his wife, Sarai, and he says, look, you're really hot. And if the Egyptians know that you're my wife, they'll kill me. Oh, no. Right. Oh, got it. So here's my plan. Mm -hmm. Tell them that you're my sister so things will go well for me on your account. I just foresee this like having a like not ending well. I foresee this not ending well. Right. Yeah. Like, right. This, the odds <laughs> that this is going to end well. <laughs> You're uh, not wrong. <laughs> also, what I love too is later on it it tells you that that Sarai or Sarah is like ten years younger than Abraham, so that means she's like sixty five and she's like super hot and everyone wants to bang her, which I love. Oh um, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I'm into it. <laughs> they go into Egypt. The Egyptians see how hot Sarai is, and they go and tell Pharaoh that there's this super hot uh, babe. Mm -hmm. coming in from Canaan and you should know about it and so she's taken to Pharaoh's house and things go well for Abram because of her and he gets a ton of animals and a ton of servants that's great yeah it's great but then <laughs> oh no on account mm. it says and this is what it says so it's 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 vague right this is a short vague story but it says on account of Sarai the Lord afflicted Pharaoh and his household with plagues. Go on. Yeah. Okay. And Pharaoh <laughs> then, <laughs> Pharaoh then somehow figures all of this out and figures out that the reason he's getting plagues is because he banged Abram's wife, 
or whatever. And it doesn't say they banged, but I'm pretty sure in this story they banged. <laughs> like, okay. Like, what is God like, pissed? Again, like, again, bigger the odds. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, you know? no, God's pissed because he banged Abram's wife and Abram and Sarai are his faves and he mm-hmm. wants them to be together and they're his OTP and he does Absolutely. not want anything to come. He's like, nobody else is supposed to fuck Sarai. Come exactly. On. So God gets mad. He, <laughs> he, he does plagues on Pharaoh. Pharaoh figures it out and he goes to Abram and he's like, what the fuck? Why did you tell me she was her sister? Why didn't you tell me she was your wife? Because you said she was your sister, I took her as my wife, and now I'm punished by God. Fuck you, and the horse you rode it on, take your wife, and get out of my fucking sight. <laughs> so, oh, I'm be sorry, gone. it's funny. Yes, be oh, gone. And take all your stuff with you. And take all your shit. So, yeah, yeah he's uh, justifiably angry, I think. Mm-hmm. So, they leave Egypt, but they apparently keep all the stuff that they acquired in Egypt. So cool. all of the animals and the servants that they got in Egypt. So that's uh, helpful. Yeah, it is. But I, I don't have a wonderful feeling after that story. It's, it's a little icky. Yeah. I, it, so that was a weird thing that happened. But then they they go back up to Canaan. So here we go. We're, we're, we're going to get an introduction to a place now mm-hmm. that perhaps you've heard about. Okay. Well, two places, really. Well, thanks to Andrew Lloyd Webber's musical, Joseph and the Amazing Technic Brother Dreamcoat, I'm already familiar with Canaan. So let's see what else I'm going to hopefully be familiar have with. Have you heard of two little places called Sodom and Gomorrah? Oh, I have. Well, <laughs> I know of those places. <laughs> okay. Well, don't, don't get too excited yet because we're not getting to the real juicy bit. But first of all, Abram goes back up to the Negev with his wife and all he possessed and lots here too. And <laughs> now it it tells and us lot. and lot also lot, yeah. and now it tells us that Abram is rich in cattle and silver and gold, and now we know where he got it. Okay, from Pharaoh, right? So he's got all this Egyptian shit, mm. and he goes back to where he had built the altar to the Lord, and he invokes the Lord by name. Great, yay! We love to see that. Yay! Right? <laughs> but, love that. But then it says that Lot also had lots of flocks and herds and tents. And it says that the land could not bear both of them together. Where because did Lot get all of that stuff? We don't know. Okay, sorry. Doesn't matter. We don't know. Well, it, it does matter, but we don't know. Okay. Uh, so they're both rich. And it says that the land could not bear both of them together because they had so much stuff. And Abram's shepherds were also fighting with Lot's shepherds. And it was a bad scene. So Abram is like, hey, let's not fight because we are family. So please separate from me. (laughs) Sue is making a very bad face. (laughs) (laughs) I'd Uh, rather not fight with you, so please leave. (laughs) So please get out of my sight. I am am a gas. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because what happens next, it's not like get out of my house, right? Because he's like, look, here's the deal. We shouldn't fight. So let's stand here on, you know, the little, this little rise of land or whatever, take a look around. 
And whichever way you go, I'm going to go the other way. So, like, you take your pick. You know, if you go left, I'll go right. If you go right, I'll go right. No, that is true. So it's yeah. like, like, okay, yeah, here all right, you're know, right. I was like, trying to make it know. all salacious, but because I was still mad at Abram from the, <laughs> I was still mad at him from the sister wife stories. <laughs> like, I'm still mad at him. Yeah, I was. Like, yeah. Get like, back into my good graces that easily. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am, I am fallible. So, so Lot saw the plain of the Jordan and it was well watered. It says like the garden of the Lord. And then it says, mm. almost like in parentheses, it says, this was before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. Heavy no foreshadowing. Yeah, non-spoilery <laughs> foreshadowing. So Lot settles in the plain of the Jordan near Sodom and Abraham, or Abram, sorry, uh, stays in Canaan. And then the people of Sod, and then it says, I, I like wrote this in all caps. It's like these, the, these pieces are in all caps, but it, then it says, the people of Sodom were evil and sinful against God. Jeez. <laughs> like, like, so not nice people, not yeah. nice people. And we, there is no ambiguity about how we feel about the people of Sodom. So they're making it very clear. Very like, clear. We don't like them. We do not like these guys. So anyway, Lot settles in the plain of the Jordan near Sodom and Abram stays in Canaan. And after Lot left, the Lord is like, Abram, look, because I've given this to you and your offspring forever, your seed, your offspring, the word is seed, will be like dust of the earth. So remember when the Adam got cursed, he said, mm -hmm. from dust you are and to dust you will return. Oh yeah, I remember that. Uh, so, but here he says, your children will be like dust of the earth. So that if you can count the dust, you can count your offspring saying like, you're, they'll be as numerous as the dust in the earth. So sort of like taking that curse mm. and making it into something good. Oh, yeah, he turned it around. Yeah, which is kind of cool, I think. It's funny because we've spent so much time. We're only a little ways in, but we're already starting to see these callbacks, right? Mm -hmm. So like earlier when it was like, oh, it was like God's garden. So, right, it's well watered and it's like a garden. But if you, if that, that God's garden might trigger for us, like if we think Eden, then we might think like, mm, how did things end in Eden? <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> right, right. Remember so how that all turned out? So Lot, as we may come to see later, Lot has some issues. And I think part of, part of what's interesting here is that there's these sort of little asides, little shout outs to us, the reader, that Lot seems to miss, right? Because the idea is that, like, maybe if Lot had a little more, you know, foresight or historical knowledge, he might, you know, have made some different choices. And so <laughs> that's just an interesting, it's interesting that the way the Bible plays with that, you know, these shout outs. And likewise with the dust you know it's like it's this callback but then adds nuance to it so, I anyway. yeah and I think you're definitely supposed to be thinking of the Garden of Eden here because I think this is supposed mm -hmm. to sort of be like a chance for a new Eden it's like oh maybe this will be yeah. the new Eden and and everything will be good right maybe, maybe this maybe this time it'll yeah. turn out differently yeah maybe this time maybe this time they'll Hope do it right eternal yeah. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> it doesn't. And it's like maybe Lot missed the like giant neon flashing sign that's like the people of Sodom are evil and sinful <laughs> right. against God. Right. <laughs> like Abram, then he moves his tent back to Hebron uh, and builds an altar to the Lord again. Yay. All then those altars. 
all, all about the altars, all about uh, calling the Lord by name. It's this guy great. really loves building altars and sacrificing things to God. I mean, you know. Well, they, yeah, because he's a good dude. Well, I mean, he makes you happy. I he's mean. God's fave. Yeah. God right. always has a fave and he's God's fave right now. I love it. So, so then there is King Drama. There is, Wait, there's there's drama, drama of the kings or is like there's a king named drama? Uh, the first one. Okay, great. There's drama of <laughs> kings. It is like a little interlude of like the real house kings of the Mesopotamia. Yeah, exactly. I love it. Oh um, my gosh. It, it's a short little story, but I'll I'll give you a very shortened version of it because it is, in my opinion, quite boring. There's a bunch of people we've never heard of, but the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah are involved. And that's the uh, important takeaway part. Right. By the way, the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah are basically named like king evil and king wicked it's not subtle in any way <laughs> wow like this is it's like a dickens story it's not even a pun this is not even like sometimes they're puns this is not even a pun it's, it's just like, like a dr seuss book like that bad king and that even worse king yeah Arr. so anyway king evil and king wicked um of sodom and gomorrah are involved with this okay great. so <laughs> so there's this story where king Hedor Laumer. I don't know how you say that. Hedor, Hedor, I'll say it in English. Chedor and other kings invade Sodom and Gomorrah and took away its written riches and stuff. And they also took Lot because Lot was there in Sodom. Remember? So. Oh yeah, I remember Lot. Yeah. Oh Lot. Yeah, that guy. But the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah like fled and hid in bitumen pits. Uh, so they are okay, but these kings took away everything else from Sodom, and including Gomorrah. Lot, including Lot, because mm -hmm. Lot's there too. Because Lot's there too. Because Lot's there too. Uh, and <laughs> then Abram hears about this and is like, "Fuck no, Lot is my bro, and well, he's my nephew, but he's my Lot's brethren." My yeah. So Abram gathers three hundred and eighteen of his best bros, and they go down and fuck shit up and they fucking defeat those kings what yeah and, badass yeah and take lot back so it's like yeah exactly like there's explosions and shit and like <laughs> abram is like putting on his sunglasses Wait, okay, and like there's... walking slowly in front of the explosion okay so they bring back all the shit that had been stolen and when they get back the king of sodom comes out of his hole and he uh, comes out with all the other evil kings and they're like, fuck yeah, Abram, you saved our shit. And the king of Sodom offers Abram to keep the riches for himself and just give him his people back. But Abram is like, I wouldn't take a sandal strap from you, king evil. I don't want you to say that you made me rich. Suck it. Peace. And he like turns his wow. tail and he walks away. I don't need your stinking filthy exactly. money. And then he puts his sunglasses on and the <laughs> coup plays in the background. It's like, yeah! <laughs> wow cool that's where we have to stop for today oh i know I, I got all like worked up after Whip all hanger. the explosions and sunglasses i know well exactly right. like through him and 318 guys defeated like multiple armies that's really i mean like does it say anything else about that now that no. i'm thinking about it I'm like, <laughs> that's really cool i could no. use more detail <laughs> yeah. this story this this book isn't really about 
the kind of details that we might necessarily think are interesting. Yes, that is something I am noticing. <laughs> I am no like sometimes there'll be like four pages about like you know like how to build a you know a, build a, a tabernacle oh. like but like so it's interesting, right? Like you started off by saying we've moved out of like the prehistory, right? Mm -hmm. So we're in a different kind of story now, right? So we've moved from Noah, who was like, okay, whatever you say, God, you know, mm -hmm. to this guy, Abram, who part of what we're going to see is the characters that we get and how much we can identify them as more three-dimensional than the characters who came before. So you've got this like Abram and you're like, okay, well, who's this guy? And eventually we're going to be able to see some things and put some things together about Abram that are going to be different than anybody who's come before. You have a character who's not just one thing. Only. Mm, um, yes, I'm very confused. <laughs> it's like, it's like uh, Abram, I can't get a handle on you or mm -hmm. just you wait. Many other things in this part of the book. I'm like, we're over here. Then this happens. Also lots there. Like... <laughs> You know, well, just you wait. Mm. I'm very curious. Well, it's now. always there yeah. lurking. <laughs> well, and especially I, after yeah. what David said about like, oh man, like let me tell you, we are gonna learn a lot more about Abram coming right up. I'm like, yeah, I want to know now. Like, oh, you're what? gonna learn way more what? about Abram <laughs> than you want is, to. <laughs> my mind is gonna be blown. You're gonna learn like anatomical <laughs> things about oh, God, Abram that you don't want. <laughs> Like, <laughs> sorry, like, all right fine like, anyway well, my um, interest is peaked i mean i can't back off now no, you so can't. let's just do it but i, I also think i want to just real quick david what you were saying about how like sort of the characters get more and more complex right and mm -hmm. what a lot of historians do with that is they say like you know when you get to samuel these characters are sort of recognizable as people who we might understand their motivations and and people you know so historians mm -hmm. sort of think that david was a quote unquote historical person solomon was probably a historical person mm -hmm. you know maybe saul but like if you go back like to to judges and before it's it's more taken right. from different traditions and and you know maybe sure. folk tales or whatever and sort of weaved into this into this narrative and so um and i think part of the reason that they they say that is because as you get closer and closer to uh the the david story you start to get these mm -hmm. more and more complex characters and so like in in the prehistory mm -hmm. it was very broad strokes right like right. that felt right. very is parabolic a word <laughs> It is. Um, I don't think it means what I want it to mean. Oh, you mean like a parable. Like, oh, <laughs> parable like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I would. I was just in math land for a second. Sorry, <laughs> me too. Like parabolas, and I'm like, like, why are you talking? Yes. Why are you talking about this? Like, <laughs> oh, oh my no, god, math. <laughs> no, not math. It's like a parable, right? That yeah. it felt that way. Sure, um, sure. And then you know, as we get into these periarchs, it is going to be more like individual and, and you're going to get a handle on the characters a little bit more, I think. At least I do. Cool. Sue, do you want to uh, recap? Great. Yes. So um, there's uh, Abram and Sarai and they're God's faves. Uh, and also they travel like 
to Canaan, but people are there. Great. Yay. I got a thumbs up. Good. Uh, and lots there too. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and then uh, they go to Egypt. Oh, wait. First, Abram is like all about God and builds altars, like builds a big, fancy, pretty altar to God and like sacrifice stuff to him. And it's like, woo, God, I love you. Um, then they go to <laughs> Egypt uh, and uh, Abram's like, hey, listen, Sarai, you are a slice you are a major hottie and if people find out if people find out that we're yeah people find out that we're married then they're gonna kill me so that they can have you so we're gonna be brother and sister all right wink uh they go pharaoh hears about sarai is like om glarb you are gorge i am all about this and you know they hook up and god is like I am not okay with this. Abram and Samurai are my one true pair. No. And puts a bunch of plagues down on Pharaoh. Pharaoh finds out it is like, well, wait, what? No, this isn't cool. Abram, you lied to me. Now I'm suffering. Get out. Oh, but uh, before this happened, I liked you and I gave you a lot of stuff so you can keep that stuff, like all the riches and like all the animals and all the good stuff. But you have to get out. Um, And then they got out and they went back. Uh, Also, Lot was there. Lot then beats it and goes to Sodom and Gomorrah. Um, and then all, all caps, BT dubs, y'all. Uh, Sodom and Gomorrah is not great. People there are jerks. Uh, then there's, <laughs> at some point, Abram builds another altar to God. And uh, then there's like a war and then kings do bad stuff and it's king drama, not not like king drama, but it's like king drama between kings. And uh, then, uh, Lot gets in trouble and Abram is like, I have to rescue you. And he puts together an army of 318 people. Yeah. Yes. I remember the number. Yes. And they go in and they fuck shit up and there are explosions and there's a big war and Abram wins and it's awesome. And the the bad, the King bad and King wicked. Oh, I just, oh God. Face palm. Um, come out and they're like, wow, Abram, thanks. You can totally take our riches as a thanks. And he's like, I don't want your filthy money. <laughs> and he, there's another explosion. And then he just turns and yeah. walks away. Yeah. And that's where we are. Yeah, that's right. That was really good, hon. Thank you. I had fun. I'm very tired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I kind of have one final thought okay. as, a, as a listener, which is just like, what the fuck was that all about? Just like, what was the meaning of that? You know, David, you were talking about how for many people, this book is used to make meaning of things. And Mm -hmm. I'm kind of like, what, why, what do we get from this? Like these stories, Mm -hmm. like, I don't know where they all Mm -hmm. come from. So I'm kind of wondering if the second part will shed light on all of the other stories it is funny to get this like piece of a story like these just these three chapters and go like well what meaning am i supposed to make from this right well i think then you kind of go back to the beginning right and it's like and god said to abram go forth from your land and your birthplace and your father's house to a land i will show you like just the and then right I will make you a great nation and I will bless you and et cetera, et cetera. Right. And you will be a blessing. Wow. That actually can- wraps it up really well. Cause I totally forgot that that even happened. <laughs> right. And now I remember so like- it and I'm like, Oh yeah, stuff's going to happen. Cause God.
next time on It's in the Book, Hagar the Handmaid. Hello, hello. It is Jay once again. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you if you have been sharing this with friends or sharing it on social media. It really, really helps. Nothing really to say today. Just one more final uh, plea to rate and review it on Apple Podcasts or whatever you listen to. It's in the book on. That really helps, especially at these early stages, getting it out there. We will see you on the second Wednesday in March. And until then, don't confuse your sister with your wife.